0: It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. The cold boys are here. Yeah, we are very cold because we are out at the outpost. Ice arenas at, where are we at, Tramway and Tramway? Yeah, the corner of Tramway and Tramway. That's where we're located at. So we're out at the ice post as the Ice Wolves today are hosting U.S. Women's Olympic Hockey. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. I am Fred Slow. I'll be alongside you up until 6.30 tonight because it's 6.30 tonight. We hand this broadcast over to the UNM Lady Lobos as they open their season up, and that's going to be an exciting one. Lamar, right? Lamar. I'm I'm
1: quite conflicted because I obviously want to watch the U.S. Women's National have Team to, play hockey. Have to watch it, but I can't miss JJ J. Buck calling the Lady Lobos. Well,
0: let me tell you how uh, that's uh, must see TV. I'm gonna tell you how AirPods work. We put one in each year That well, you could. That you're talking about a set. You know how confused <laughs> I get? Yes, very Along, easily. Alongside me, who is confused about the North and the South Ice Arenas here at the Outpost Ice Arenas. Van Nunley, how are you? Ah, oh, peachy, buddy. How are you doing? I feel good. I'm excited about being here. It's going to start filling up about 5 o'clock, they said.
1: You, I Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Yeah. This place is sold out already. Yes. So it's if, a, you're, if you're like a super close friend of the show, we might be able to sneak you in.
0: And by might, no I mean... No promises. I absolutely mean no promises. And when I
1: say no promises, I mean not at all whatsoever because it's sold out.
0: Well, and your celebrity actually got us in because... Cole and I'm gonna have to, I'm going I'm gonna butcher this. Shopkey? Cole Shopke? I just call him Cole. Okay, so He's Cole the Boys. The director of marketing and communications for the Ice Wolves. Uh, we'd set this up a couple of days ago whenever the big announcement was made for the Olympics and we said, Hey, make sure we got those press passes, make sure we're good to go. But your celebrity just got us through the door. Like didn't even hand us. Oh well, press I'm wearing passes. a blazer. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, Sir Please, enter.
0: You must have something to do with this. Back at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio is Michael Vital. Michael, how are you?
2: Hey, guys. I wish I was out there. This is quite a little history. A lot of people don't know about how great that U.S. Olympic gold medal team is in the history of the Multiple women's time Olympics. Multiple-time gold medals.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so 2018 Incredible. and 1998. Do you think they travel with all those medals? Because that's a lot of extra weight. Check bags. Yeah. Well, and you already got your hockey equipment. Coho stuff's heavy. Is that still the brand? Coho? Yeah, I don't know the best hockey brand in the game. Bauer. It's still,
2: it's it's a Canadian company. It's still one of up oh, there. there. It's not what it used to be, but it's still, they make great sticks.
0: If you're coming out to, well, to the event tonight, make sure you stop by us. We're at the, I don't know, we're, we're well, Baby's in the Corner,
1: really. Yeah, we're right next to uh, the cameras where they're going to film. Yeah. You're up against the glass, you which, wear, the, which the women's national team will not be tonight because it's new rules. What What do you mean up against the glass? I don't understand. That's okay. okay. It's a it's a hockey term. Ah, okay. <laughs> Guy in the, the ho- he's got a hockey hat on. I'm right wearing
0: now. a St. Louis Blues hat from my hometown of St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, we are exactly caddy corner. From where Jason Thomas, the voice of the Ice Wolves, sits and broadcasts, And we will have him join us on the program at 4.15. He will hang out through 4.30. Uh, as he says, he's a football fan as well. And I'm ready to lambast the NFL. Got to pick his brain a little bit. Correct. Uh, Coach Gonzalez had some interesting sound bites today on the Lobos. We will share those with the friends of the show before the end of the program. We're excited to do that. Uh, I cannot get over my anger and anxiety that involves all things Aaron Rodgers.
1: Let's keep Just beating that to death so
0: 10 games into the nba season we'll do our way too early predictions and talk about ben simmons a little bit obviously the superstar in denver Jokic. uh things got loose with him last night so we'll go over that at length that's it, a hockey shoulder that uh, what he dropped hey if if so, what is he he's seven foot tall he's too big to be doing that yes you cannot beat up other never at a time in my life i've been like you know what i think i'll do here hit what are you, on the 80s Pistons? Yeah. What? Chill out. Right. That's, a good, <laughs> that's a good reference there. The Bruce there. Brothers. Uh, <laughs> and then a uh, little celebrity boxing news out there, which we'll do that. And then we were told that we will be picking uh, some players on and off as they come into the facility. So look for the 5 o'clock hour to be a little looser. Yeah. Yeah, as we're going to try to slide in. Uh, maybe an Olympian or two. Maybe an Olympian or two. Gold medalists are nothing.
1: That's how you feel? Yeah, <laughs> if they don't bring me a me- they don't bring me a medalist. I'm just breezing past this interview. The, I'm
0: checking out. The, well, no checking in this one, Van. Uh, this one is non-contact, this exhibition. Nothing up against the glass. Oh, now yeah, I get Now it. you're with me? Okay. Yeah, That's okay. Had to unpackage yeah. that one a little bit. So most of my <laughs> hockey knowledge comes from the 1992 banger Mighty Ducks, yeah, starring yeah, right. one Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez is a down-on-his-luck lawyer in Minnesota who gets caught up in a DUI situation. And then his punishment is to influence children in the community. That's such a smart
1: play on the court's part. Yes. Hey, let's get this alcoholic Coke head around a bunch of kids. We don't
0: know about Coke. I don't know why you went there with it. Well, because
1: they changed it for Disney.
0: Take the the hit, act hurt, get addicted. That's what I remember from that cult-like movie that was Mighty Ducks. Mm -hmm. So that's going on today.
1: My favorite part of that movie is when everyone stood up and started moving their arms like this up and down.
0: Right? Well, it's that? radio. It's remember ra- that? Remember so they what did Van that? is doing is he's doing what I would call a seated jumping jack. <laughs> oh, wait. That was Angels in the Outfit. Oh, okay. That was a different Disney sports movie. My bad. All right. So I get them confused. Today's varsity is going to be the varsity of Disney sports movies. Because I can tell you, they make the best sports movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they do. So today's varsity, today's I-9 varsity is the varsity of Disney sports movies. One thing you know about me already, Fred,
1: and the yeah. listener might not know, I prefer my sports movies to have F-words and nudity in them.
0: Ah, uh, Any given Sundays.
1: Yeah. yeah. That ain't going to happen speed, with Disney.
0: But I can force <laughs> it.
1: I can force it here for this new varsity, If you t- varsity. If you
0: tell me the rookie isn't in your top of top, then I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Well, the rookie isn't a Disney movie.
1: It absolutely is. Isn't a really? slap yes.
2: shot
0: oh i don't think okay, so.
1: that's not that's not a disney, not disney movie Michael. yeah very
0: that's you're yeah. talking about movies from my list you're talking about city of of hockey movies yeah yeah it would be in that we could do that too also the goon also young blood goon is great goon yep. is way underrated Youngblood is very good it stars a young rob Lowe as an up-and-coming hot shot skater who has to battle against adversity And being undersized. What? Yeah. A sports movie where the heroine has to battle adversity? Well, I don't know if he was on drugs, but the hero of the film has to battle adversity.
1: Well, he had really long hair. I wasn't sure if he was a hero or heroine.
0: Again, that's a Lord of the Rings thing. Legolas was a hero. We... Multiple times we've been over this. He was a hero and he was legless? That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. Connect with the program on the Kwan's Auto Care Hotline, 505-246-0610. Text your boys, 505-246-0610. You text us, we will text you. Uh, Again, I'll be in line from the outpost here. What is it? Tramway and Tramway. Tramway and Tramway. So you take Tramway to the intersection of Tramway and Tramway, and you're getting up at the outpost, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. It's worth the trip. What, what do you mean the trip? It's right here in town. Well, I know it's in town, but it's, like, here. <laughs> this is, like, the last thing
1: in town. County
0: line is right after this.
1: Yeah. That's where the county line is. It's the outpost, the county line, yeah. the tram, and then Oklahoma. That's that's, the, that's <laughs> what's on the other side. A two-come carry. T- <laughs> tuc- <laughs> I
0: Maybe
1: even three-come carry. I'm not even sure how far it
0: is. Can, hey, no joking here. Mike, can you pronounce that word again? Because I've seen it on signs, but I've never heard it.
2: To come carry.
0: To come carry. To come carry. Yeah. Not familiar. Yeah. Haven't heard it. So they're, they're starting to fill in here at the outpost, and we're having a lot of fun with it. Uh, we're going to grab an early break so we can come back with our friend Jason Thomas, voice of the Ice Wolves. Uh, we're going to talk about tonight's matchup. We're going to talk about everything that's happening here at the outpost. So you're listening to your boys. We're brought to you by. Dave and Busters, obviously, Mike Vitale is in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Your boys are back live at the Outpost Ice Arenas at the intersection of Tramway and Tramway. Correct. That's what we've determined.
1: Well, I can get you a proper address. But a, I will drop a pen. What I tell people is just it's the corner of Tramway and Tramway. You, and they know exactly what I'm talking about. You text about. the
0: program, 505-246-0610. I'll just drop you a pen. You just come see us. We're hanging out because the U.S. Olympics. Uh, U.S. Olympics. That's not a word. U.S. Olympics women's uh, hockey team is playing the Ice Wolves tonight in a little exhibition. So that's a world of excitement. And joining us is the voice of the Ice Wolves, one Jason Thomas. Jason, welcome to the program, friend.
3: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thrilled yeah, to be sure. on.
0: God, this is a Welcome, cool buddy. Welcome. This is my
3: radio debut, actually. Well, so. it, I mean. What?
0: Like yeah. talk radio.
3: Talk radio. Yeah. I mean, technically, it's uh, the games are streamed on Hockey TV, so that's not technically radio. And, it's
1: the internet, but right. And then the we the internet stole their idea from radio, anyways. They
0: did. Yeah. Well, did. It, for real, it's all Mark Cuban and that HD Net stuff. Like, if Mark Cuban hadn't like started the game in such a way, we never would have got to that level with like being able to have access to like digital stream, like exclusive digital stream content.
1: That's really exciting.
0: Yeah, like shout him, out
1: to Mark Cuban. He bought a basketball team. I never knew what he did.
0: HD Net. There you go. Cool. Jason Thomas, the voice of the Ice Wolves. You've been the voice of the Ice Wolves for one years now, into your second season. And in that second season, you watched this team uh, improve to a ten four and one and o record. Um, I mean, how excited is it for Ice Wolves fan? How excited is it for for like kids at this level and in, in this type of competition?
3: Oh, it's beyond exciting. Yeah, like exciting doesn't do it justice. So. Like you said, in the second season of doing play-by-play with the team, this is only the third season of the team's existence. First year weren't great. They only had a handful of wins. Second season, they were on the road the whole time. They showed improvement, but anytime you s- spend a 90% of the season on the road, you're not going to find that normal success. But now we have home games playing normally. Technically third place in the division. If you look at winning percentage, we're top two. Top five in the league, even. That's sweet. Yeah, to say exciting, like I said, it's an understatement. It's the uh, first time working in hockey I've really gotten to see a winning team.
1: Oh, how exciting, man. What a bonus. Even when I was an intern.
3: Even when I was an intern, (laughs) the team that usually always has success missed the playoffs for the first time in 10 years. And then I came here and rode all season last year. Now this year, it's like, oh, expectations are high. And so far, they've been meeting it.
1: So this is your... Uh, second year in the booth, third year for the Ice Wolves, and they've been progressively getting better every year. Aside from being able to play matches on their home ice, what do you think is the key? Is it recruiting? Is it consistent coaching? What's going on?
3: Uh, the coaching staff we have is great. We have one of the best head coaches in the game, Phil Fox. He has. Had him on the program yesterday. Yeah, his assistant coach, Kyle Fulmer. He's brilliant. We had Jared Brown last year. He did a great job with guys. Goaltending coach Elliot hoag he's the reason we have phenomenal goaltenders that even when the offense isn't having a great game, the goalies will keep us in the game each, uh, each night, really. And that was the case last year. Um, so coaching is a big part of it. Also, at a certain point, these kids will age out of this league. We don't have any 21-and-up-year-olds. So we have a lot of guys that started with us that first season and now – They've had two years of growth, so the big bulk of our team, after the season, they're going to age out. So we'll be a different team next year.
0: And a lot of these but, kids, and that's why. Van, I don't know if you're aware, they come in at 16 years old. Yeah. And, and the ISOs are partnered with a lot of families in the community. They're partnered with different businesses. And they get, like, foster homes, right? Yeah, they, got they host families. Yeah, like, what is the dynamic like that, Jay, for – like some of these kids of this team, like do they do they make the adjustment well? Or do you do you feel like you're like mentoring a lot of these young adults? Like like what is that off the ice for these young kids? Follow up question already.
1: How many are living with you?
3: Good question. Um, none of them are living with me. I actually live in Texas, and I travel every weekend to come to the games. Same question. <laughs> <laughs> Still none, as far as I know. I mean, okay. I don't, if there's a room, I don't know about that's that's away from me, guys. Um, But as far as the host family and players' connections, really incredible to see. And this is my first experience in juniors and to see this connection. And every single host family that we have and every single player is like, oh, this is my second family. Yeah. This is my literal family away from family. Like, I don't think they'll say, hey, mom, hey, dad, in that sense. But the care between player and family is as if they were families. Kind of like you two, I guess.
0: Well, we. I mean, we are – we're,
3: we're common law married. Yeah, which is legally speaking, not yeah. as
0: strong as you think it would be. We, we've, we've actually lost a lot of, a lot of proposals.
1: They kicked lost. us out of the gym one time. <laughs> oh, so you can't, you can't have the same membership. Like you're not married. I'm like, but, but, but,
0: but, yeah, we they but should allow that. that we, we uh, yes, like we were like, look, we'll drink from the same water bottle, and they were like, stop doing things we're not asking you to do. Jason Thomas is joining us, voice of the Ice Wolves. We're having a lot of fun with it. You were talking about the dynamics of these young athletes, these juniors playing for the Ice Wolves. Um, they do, like, group Thanksgiving together. They they all – it's it's, it's like a core family outside of this. When they do lead the team, when they go on to that next level, is that an emotional experience for this team? Do these, Is it tough for kids to jump? Because they all end up playing in college somewhere.
3: Right. Yeah. It, it definitely is. Last year, end of my first season, I didn't know what to expect for that last home game, but – Everybody went onto the ice. Host families, staff. I was on the ice, and it was a lot of pictures. Yeah. And there were there was not very many dry eyes there yeah. on the ice, and we won our final game. It was happy, but I was like, guys, I I know a lot of you are coming back, but some of them were not going to see you again. You're going off to college. Like our whole top line left. Um, Cole Hansen, Spencer Rudru, Joey Larson. They all went to different colleges. Um, we actually lost one of our own in the off season due to a terrible accident. Mac Um, we still support him and honor him in our game every day. We had a su- uh, we had a whole ceremony at the very first home game of the season. Mm-hmm. The guys wear these red bracelets, love like Mac, live like Mac. So we have patches on our jerseys for him. So oh, it's cool. very emotional, and I think that just brought the team closer together. So when we have the big group leave after this year. I thought last year was tough. I'm not ready for the end of the season already, <laughs> yeah. so I'm definitely taking it one game at a time
2: here.
0: Team USA Women's Hockey is taking on the Ice Wolves tonight at the Outpost Ice Arenas at Beck Drops at 6.30 Van. We go off the air at 6.30 because Lobo Women's Basketball. Sure. Is that a coincidence? I'm going to tell you it's not. Two best games in town right here. That's how I feel. If you're yeah. a fan of lady athletics, tonight's the night for you, Albuquerque. I know, right? Yeah. Super fan gonna catch like one half of each. This I, I'm telling. You, there's a balance here. You have to figure it out. I, mean, I always say that to people. I always say, freaking figure it out. I figure say, it it out. Figure it out. Hey, figure Dave. Hey, give me the worst last name you've ever had to pronounce, Jay. <laughs>
3: oh wow. Um, the worst last like name. Like what
0: Eastern European? Just like pulled consonants pulled out of midair.
3: Owen Bartoszewicz. Yeah, who? that was a goaltender. So, so all the time. Barto with a save yeah. Bartoskevitcz with a Mm-mm. save just ridiculous uh <laughs> back on Sunday, you have Kristaps Christophe- Grastens, you have Shushnikov and poor Hornkovs all on the same line, so they 're all going to be out on the ice together, and you have to whip out those three names like it 's nothing i, I don't
1: how do you practice that? How do you work on it? Do you have like a song?
3: That's I feel like you know what I do. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. No, no song. It is simply I stare at the spotter boards that I am given. I go over pronunciations and say it about 100,000 times in my head and hope when I turn on the mic and start going, I don't mess it up.
1: So while we've been on air, a lot of these young men are walking in and giving you fist bumps and high fives. Yeah. and So, like, when you see kids come and go, when they come here, like, what's the culture shock like? Because they're from all over the country and the world. we got Sweden, Norway, Hungary. Do they right. miss snow? <laughs> Which there's a pile <laughs> of snow outside, by the way. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean,
0: that's Zamboni <laughs> snow. It's not real snow. That's Well, it's
1: real to me. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's very cold. I touched it. I,
3: I <laughs> touched it. So, as far as missing the snow, I can't comment on. Again, I'm from Texas. Sure. Snow is absolutely foreign and scary to us Texans back home. I mean – It rains and we forget how to even drive down the roads. I don't like to think about snow very often. We
0: always say the worst part about Texas highways is Texans.
3: Oh, I can yeah can confirm yes easily. Um, The biggest thing is the family aspect. Um, I'm very lucky with this team. They act like a family. They live like a family. They go do things with each other. It doesn't matter where you're from, how you talk, accent or no accent. Right. Tall, short, what position? It doesn't matter. They're always together. I always see them in twos and threes. It's very rare to see somebody by themselves. Um, But, yeah, so it's the family aspect. And I know whenever my time is to go to the next level or wherever that is, I'm not going to have this tight of a family experience. This is just not a normal thing. And to see it, it's truly great. And that just speaks to Stan Hubbard, Phil Fox, and the atmosphere they've created, even with the staff. The players are close with the staff. Downstairs... You have Kara Fickner, Cole Shipke, you mentioned him earlier. They'll walk in there and be like, hey, Cole, hey, Kara, how are y'all? And Same the, thing. The
0: thing that, well, n- not just talking about like the familiarity of like the fans with the staff and everyone here at the building, but um, that's that's kind of hockey as a whole, right? It's a very conscious audience. And when they come out, uh, you're going to feel the fellowship. You're going to feel all those things that excite you so very much with the Ice Wolves. So we're excited to be here today. Uh, I know they played last night. How was that game last night?
3: Oh, that was a blast. Yeah. Couldn't believe that I was had the honor to call a U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, the Ice Wolves won seven to three. Heyo! They were up four to one at one point. The women came back and made it four to three. And in my head, I'm like, guys, y'all are rolling, and now they're you're gonna let the women come back, or is this how it's <laughs> going? And then they turned on the Jets a little bit, made it seven three, and. It was an exciting three-on-three overtime, and then they did the five-person shootout. It doesn't matter the results in any of these things, but we'll do that tonight again. Sure. How cool. It'll be a blast tonight, just like it was last night. And the
0: crowd had a world of excitement for it, and it was was packaged exactly the way you thought it was going to be for for everyone here in attendance.
3: It was, and there was 50-50 cheering. Oh, good. It, It was funny. So Laura Barron's, Ben Barron's mother, he was in goal last night for the Ice Wolves. She kind of heard the crowd. was like, please don't boo my son in his own home building. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, surely they won't. But at the same time, that would be kind of a funny dynamic, yeah, you know. Little, little the New America. Mexico Ice Wolves fans booing their own fans because it's the women's national team.
1: We, uh, yeah, but sure. I mean, you don't boo the Globetrotters off the court when they're in town, right? Well, you if cheer, they're playing the Nationals or the Generals.
3: <laughs> oh, I totally blew that joke.
0: I blew it. Um, we're up against the break. We need a prediction for tonight.
3: Oh, on the spot prediction? Yep. Uh, The women are going to make it closer. I'm going to say Ice Wolves win 6-4. Okay,
0: Okay. I'm going to go oppo. I'm going to say it's a blowout. I'm going to say the Olympic team uh, let you play around yesterday and get one at home, and today they're going to put it on you 10-rip. I love love disagreeing
1: with you, but in this situation I agree with you 100%. The women were taking it easier on them last night to let the hometown crowd get a W, and and now they're going to
0: blow them
3: out tonight. Between the three of us? Hope y'all are right.
1: Uh, (laughs) We're grabbing a
0: break. I know, Jay, you're going to hang out with us for one segment. We're going to talk Monday Night Football and reaction to all that weird stuff yesterday. Dan Busters presents the boys. We're live from the Outpost Ice Arenas. Vital is back at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pino Coffee, and we're playing with Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Sports animal. Boswell
4: to kick. On the way, curving, good, from 40 yards out. And the Pittsburgh Steelers take a
1: 29-27 lead with 26 seconds to play.
0: Back live from the outpost. God, we're having a lot of fun with it. I got distracted during the break. Yeah, who was that Stanley Cup champion okay. you were talking to? So the equipment manager for Women's USA Hockey, I just met. Okay, nice a gentleman named Godin. Nice, nice gentleman. Godin. That was his last name. Cool name. And he was with the St. Louis Blues for some 21 seasons. He said. And I am sitting here currently across from you and Jay. Wearing a St. Louis Blues hat, as right. I am from St. Louis, mm-hmm. so we started talking. Um, my old walk of life and radio station, blah blah blah. And he was like, "Hey, let me just show you my Stanley Cup championship ring." He pulled it right out of. He just
1: walked up out of nowhere and flexed yes. on you so hard.
0: Well, I mean, what what he doesn't know is is I was jealous. I was <laughs> super so jealous. you got up and went and
1: tracked him <laughs> down to get his story.
0: It was, well, yeah, it's one of those things. Like, how often you get to see, like, a Stanley Cup championship ring? I mean, that's like a, that's like a cool thing, right? Like
1: close to never, I would say. That's how I feel.
0: Uh, I, I missed the clip on the way back. Was that the Monday Night Football clip? That's correct. That's from Westwood One. Okay. Thank you to Westwood One. Van, did you see – Jay, welcome back. Did you see the debauchery that was Monday Night Football last night? There were a
1: lot of bad calls. There were a lot of unnecessary calls.
0: And there's a couple that shaped the game. The kid, what's his name? Marsh? Mosh, 59? Vital, what's his name? 59.
2: Mosh? Mash? Marsh? Marsh right. is what I remember. So. Yeah.
0: So so the, the Mosh kid, he's coming off the field. And I think if you're not from Boston, you say Marsh. Okay. So the Marsh kid, he's coming off the field. And the official just hip checks him. Yeah. Can you define a better way of what that was, Jason?
3: No, that, that was a hockey hip check. I, for, I, I, I saw the clip, and I was like, is, is this Monday Night Football, or was this hockey game that I missed? Looks like he so,
2: did it on purpose, too.
0: Oh, there's no doubt he did it on purpose. And you can I even, saw it.
3: You can even see Marsh. He tries to run to the left around him. He and tries to get around it. He makes, steps back into him and yeah. swings his arm at him. He's reaching for the flag halfway through and anyway. This,
0: and the cat's name is Tori, or Tony Corrente.
3: So,
2: Tony He's been, in some, he's been
0: in some ref drama before.
3: Oh, too. he has. Yeah. When number of he's times like
2: the, in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, Tony Corrente is like the Angel Hernandez of the NFL. Well, he's a hothead,
2: is
0: what he is. I can tell by looking at him.
1: You got the LMS pretty bad.
0: What is that? Little man syndrome. Ah, i would never had that. Yeah, not familiar. Well,
1: you're six and a half feet tall, Fred. Mm-hmm. You don't. You haven't had that since you were a baby. I'm also very handsome. You're Could've a big that. baby too.
0: <laughs> the. <laughs> <laughs> The thing with this current thing is, and uh, this wasn't an idea I came up with originally. This is one that's kind of caught fire with me throughout the course of the day. But the NFL now has binding gambling partners.
1: And, and they will be more and more prevalent next season and the yes. season after as in-game betting becomes more popularized and the NFL betting apps spread across state lines and everybody's doing it soon. J- so.
3: Jason, you ever put a little cheddar on a game? Not a single game. I think the last one I did was a college game, actually. Okay. so you're Michigan, Michigan guy. State. Parlay guy. And that was the botched, fump, uh, botched punt to lose the game, and I lost that bet well, because of it. So I don't feel I'm like done.
0: that is not influenced by an official. This is. So what this was was fourth down and a turnover, uh, like a, a coming. And this official says, hey, I'm going to actually change the entire course of the game, and here's the thing. We need to cover the spread. That's my vibe.
1: Yes. I'm being I'm, – Okay, so whenever something like this happens, you got to check this guy's books, right? You have to. You got to call the Mirage. You got to call the Wind. Uh-huh. You got to call – what's the Giant Pyramid one? Yes. That one, too. The Bellagio. And you you got to call the Bellagio. <laughs> you got to check to see if his name's on a book. So you guys
0: you guys got Tony Calaglio on the books yeah. there? Or it's like when Mike Vitale moved to Albuquerque and just started changing his name different ways. Like, is it? Yeah. yeah you got you got you got Tony Correnti, Tony Correnti, Tony Curant, his brother uh, Thomas. But that's literally how I feel. I feel like you can't create a mechanism where an individual like Tony Curante or whoever can influence the outcome of a game on discretion, especially on like such a ticky-tack play. Yes, like that. He barely rubbed up against him. He put himself in the way, Jay. Jay, he stepped into
3: him. He even swung his arm at him a little bit.
0: It, well, because I'm telling you, and I'm a guy who hates football culture. We've been over this a million times. If you are involved in football and it is your, it is your lifeblood and it is your passion, I'm telling you, there's a screw loose. Like, and and this this Tony Carrente, I bet you he's the guy who when he introduces himself to you at the Arby's. Tells you he's an NFL referee. NFL referee. Yeah. <laughs> um, sir, can we get a name? I asked
1: you if you wanted fries. <laughs> whatever you just said, your name was.
0: I'm, t- I'm so worked up about this thing though, because it's. At first, I thought it was a non-story. Didn't affect the outcome of the game. The Bears ended up scoring, putting them ahead. It was a non-factor. And then I got to thinking. It is a factor.
1: It was uh Pittsburgh minus six and a half, right? So I mean, they beat the spread. It was the Bear, the Bears
0: plus six and a half was the winning bet. Yeah. Covered, cover. I don't know. I get suspicious, man. I get super suspicious because I don't need how much money's on an NFL game on a night on Monday Night Football.
1: Monday Night Football, billions. Regular Bill, games, right? easily, millions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's too much control.
1: Any any game on a Thursday or a Sunday, millions are bet. But billions are bet on Monday because people are trying to get that money back from all their losses from out the whole weekend.
0: And, here, and like, Las Vegas doesn't let you. Like, Las Vegas is like, we're not going to let you win because we don't do that. Like, Jordan Love played for Aaron Rodgers the other day. There was no – you couldn't take him in DraftKings. Yeah. There was no line on him. They didn't know. Is he worth all the points or no of the points?
1: Well, I mean, if you want to break it down, Aaron Rodgers by himself is worth seven and a half points.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know, I'm suspect on this whole thing. You have to, if you're going to incorporate such big dollars from your consumer, that's whenever you have to start changing your approach to it, where you can't have an official who's able to have that much of an impact.
1: Officials were super important when there weren't a thousand cameras on the game. Yes. The officials do not even need to be on the field getting in the way and causing a game-altering penalty. You could just do it from a box
0: upstairs. You don't need to be on the field at all. Here's what I need. I need a mechanism in place that says you, you have to be paid enough. So, And I don't know what an NFL official makes, a million dollars a year? Is that close? Six figures. I think low six okay. figures. So you have to be compensated enough to where there's no incentive. And I don't know where you get to that level. I don't know what it is. Because also, and this is going to sound dumb, but this is a – uh, we're so passionate about doing it. Well, you know, I I play in the NFL for free. There's somebody who's like, I would referee for free. What's that say, man?
1: Two hundred five k a year. That's not enough. That's a lot for working seventeen weekends. That's
2: and not that's part time too. They don't. They're not full time refs.
3: Yeah. So they deal with a lot too. And, and they're you're expected to catch everything, and that's almost impossible. I mean, I'm biased. Hockey refs. They. I feel like they have the hardest job. They still get in the way. They'll still miss calls. It's a part of the nature, but I don't feel like a missed call is the same as what happened last no, night. No, it's, it's not. totally different.
0: And $205,000 for a part-time job, which, by the way, good work if you can get it. Pretty good. Um, what it's not is enough. Because $200,000, and by the way, I recognize we're in Albuquerque. I recognize that's a ton of money. It's not a ton of money to most. It's, it's like minimum wage in Orange County. That is that is a That is a dual family income on the East Coast. Sure. Yeah. So it's, it's like these are the guys that would be willing to put a significant chunk on a thing, or if they had a guy, or you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I just I – don't, I don't think it's altruistic. I don't – and also I think it's vindictive. I think there's a chirping that happens between official, between sidelines. Like this Marsh kid, like who knows? All game long is the visiting Pittsburgh Steelers, who, by the way, are known for this. Are they just like, hey, you suck, hey, you're garbage, hey – and then he makes that big play. Give him a second. Yeah. Give him a second to get big. Let him peacock hip check To, to what not even back half a yard soft the whole thing was soft and i'm suspect of it
1: i'm very suspect of it and ref should not be able to make like an objective call it happened behind his back yes he didn't even see it happen that's the job of another referee to call something that's in their view it
0: happened behind him
1: so discipline though what what do
3: you do about that
0: Let's break that down when we get back from the break. Jay, you stick with us for one more. For sure. Because I know I kind of railroaded it because I get so excited. As long as you want me, I'm here. Dave and Busters presents the boys. We are live from the Outpost Ice Arenas at the intersection of Tramway and Tramway. Mike Vitale is back at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico-owned coffee, and we play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back live from the outpost, ice arenas at the intersection of tramway and tramway. Um, also because it's daylight savings time, the sun is currently setting outside and it looks insanely beautiful at four forty nine and I hate everything about it.
1: Okay, I just want to bet with myself. Yep. I bet myself twenty dollars that Fred would mention the early sunset tonight. <laughs> I just congratulations.
3: It's the pretty He's we're at the Basin
0: mountain. It looks beautiful and I hate everything about it. Joining us on the Kwan's Auto Care Hotline, friend of the show Vincent. Vincent, welcome to the program. You with us, my friend? Well, it looks like Michael must have dumped you. Well, I'll tell you what happened. He knew he was going to talk about pay rates for NFL referees, and he knew I was going to say they deserve to be paid more because that's how I feel about everyone. You, you, earn, your,
1: your, you earn your pay, right? You earn your market rate. That's how I feel. Yeah, the market gets to decide what you're worth.
0: NFL referees are worth a million dollars a game.
1: That's my a vibe. game? That's how I feel. All right, now you're just talking crazy. What? Do you see what a quarterback makes? Okay, first off, referees shouldn't even be on the field. The technology is way past the idea, oh, the way past the need to have a human being getting in the way. They just get in the way and get stuff wrong all the time. And then people throw beer on them and then chase them out in the parking lot. They don't need that. Just put them in a booth where they can see everything. They already have one up there as well. You just don't know he exists. See, you don't need all the guys on the field. J- really don't.
0: JT, you brought up, uh, and I apologize. just should introduce you again at the break. Uh, Jason Thomas, voice of the Ice Wolves. Uh, you brought up what's going to happen. What's, like, the level of punishment here for, for this referee? And I'm going I'm to answer your question with a question. What would have happened to a player if he personally or on purposely bumped into an official? Because that's, that's a game check. That's missing a game. That's that's a lot of punishment. Then he has to be in some kind of protocol and go to
1: yep. classes right. and
3: sensitivity to zebras. The the player probably loses the game check, probably misses even the next game or two at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think there's a place for officials to do this. Like, get him out of the league, man. They, I'm, I oh, just, just can't all together. It. Yes, I, well, you don't I, need
1: him. Right. You have cameras,
3: right? Just you put said some it best. guy.
1: Yeah, just put some guy up in a suit and tie up in the booth. He gets
0: to watch the game. If there's a penalty, he calls the penalty. There's an algorithm out there that's good enough to make football perfect. Yeah. Yeah. There was an algorithm that matched me and you on Grinder. I mean, like the science is perfect. Look what they did. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Can't argue with that. Can't argue with science. That's – like, I literally get infuriated. Well, people love arguing with science. I take that back. Yeah, they do it all the time. Yeah. Let me tell you about Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Hey, also, congratulations to my 11-year-old niece who got the vaccine the other day because you can do that now because she's stronger and braver than Aaron Rodgers. Uh Uh-huh.
1: But she's a Bears fan, though, so she just went oppo.
0: Everyone (laughs) should be oppo Aaron Rodgers right now, which we will – breakdown at length at the 5 o'clock hour, and we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Uh, Jason Thomas, voice of the Ice Wolves, uh, one last time before we cut you loose, what's going on tonight, and why is it so exciting?
3: Uh, The U.S. women's national team is here. That's why it's so exciting. Uh, It's the New Mexico Ice Wolves. They take them on at 6.30 as puck drop. Uh, We're on the New Mexico Sports Channel. It's 20.5. We're streaming on Hockey TV. It's free tonight. Just sign up for your free account. You can watch the game. You'll see myself. See Dan Webster, who just got in here. Uh, we'll have all the coverage for you. It will be an exciting game, I'm sure.
0: Are you trying to get your boys in intermission? What's going on? You need to come on and just throw a couple jokes. We got a two minute set. We, could, we we're really good on the stand up.
3: If we can't get you today, I definitely <laughs> want to get you boys here at some point, though. All right. I, hey, we're. Giving I have away. a lot of the scratch players for the U.S. women's team lined up, ready to do interviews tonight.
1: We're giving away tickets for Friday and Saturday. Oh. So Can I get a maybe ticket? we could just not <laughs> give away tickets and just use them and come here. That's very smart. Or I'll just put on my blazer, and just walk in like I own the place.
0: So again. let's do that because I know we're up against the. <laughs> I know we're up against the end of it. Uh, we do have a four pack for Saturday night. That's correct. So Saturday. Who are we playing Saturday night at oh, home?
3: Wichita Falls Warriors. Okay, so Wichita and Falls. It's the beginning of four straight games against this team, and we just played them two weeks ago.
0: Okay, so get ready for bad blood. Yeah. A lot of familiarity. Sure. Yeah.
3: So we're doing that. So uh, reach
0: out to the person. Let's do text this time. Text, huh? You, you want to do a call or text? I'm indifferent. Right, They're the same number. <laughs> so call the program, 505-246-0610 on the Kwan's Auto Care Hotline. Give Michael your contact information. We will set you up with the Ice Wolves uh, for four, a family four pass to Saturday night against the Wichita Falls what? Warriors.
1: Okay, Warriors. Who stole their logo from the Duke City Gladiators. I, it looks exactly like yeah. the
0: Duke City Gladiators <laughs> logo. I mean, it's well, not even not close. It's,
1: it's actually the exact, their logo.
0: It's the exact same.
3: Jason Thomas, what time's the puck drop? On Friday or Saturday? On well, tonight six thirty. Oh, tonight is six thirty. Okay. Friday night seven thirty. What time do it the players uh, take the ice? Uh, it's usually forty, thirty, forty minutes before.
0: Okay. So doors are open now. If you got tickets, come on out. Uh, obviously, merchandise and all that stuff's available to everyone. Players start taking the ice thirty minutes before the puck drop, so you'll see action out there about one hours from now. Yeah. Okay. Jason Thomas, thank you for doing so wonderful and terrific today.
3: Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a blast, and I'm sure I'll see you boys down the road. You sure will. I'll pop in maybe another show. Y'all come see me in the interview?
0: Yeah, Well, I mean, yes. The the short answer is yes. Yes, we will crash your booth. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) You don't have to ask us quite.
3: I'm right here in the walkway, too. Anybody that's listening, you come to an (laughs) an Ice game, come see me. I love meeting fans. They're great. Tack me on the (laughs) shoulder.
0: Uh, thank you again, Jason Thomas of the Ice Wolves, uh, for sitting in the first hour. That was too much fun. Aaron Rodgers talk, Lobo's talk, and all the other talk when we get back. It's them boys on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.
2: Sports Animal.
0: I do realize that I am a role model to a lot of people. And so I just want to start off the show by acknowledging that, you know, I made some comments that, that people might have uh, felt were misleading. And, uh, you know, to anybody who felt misled by those comments, I take full responsibility
5: for those comments.
0: That's from the Pat McAfee show. Is that right? Did I tell? Yeah, earlier today. That's cowardly is what that is. That's a half apology. That's exactly what that is. So you tell me what you're sorry for, and you say you're sorry. You don't tell me you're, you may be sorry if I maybe hurt your feelings. I stand by those comments. So soft. That's, what, 12-ply, 14-ply maybe. It's at least 10-ply. At least 10-ply soft. He's like if a rose petal was wallpaper. Super soft.
1: I haven't found a down comforter that soft yet, and I've been trying. Trust me. Very first snowfall of the season. That soft? Not like even, you let, just hold out your palm and it just gently lands on your hand, like then, that soft?
0: And then melts so from the temperature of your body mm-hmm. so very slowly and smoothly.
1: You ever touch a puppy's butt right after a bath?
0: Yeah. It's like that soft. That soft. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. I'm literally embarrassed at this point. I'm embarrassed for Aaron Rodgers. I'm embarrassed for, like, every
1: little kid who has an Aaron Rodgers jersey, who, like, looked yeah. up to him. Yeah. And hey, again – this is not about his stance. This no. is about him backpedaling yes. and being a coward down. and doubling down.
0: Yeah. because And this is, by the way, I don't know if you're familiar, America. And you know what we do here? We forgive and forget. And what America is doing is now taking in more of these dumb lies. And, by the way, the apologies are coming because his local hospital that he works with in Wisconsin cut their sponsorship of him because he's spreading covid misinformation
1: there's two holidays every year that i think are very important and that i'm glad people honor okay one of them is martin luther king jr day that's okay big deal day big deal he's a very big deal in the history of this country and christmas but both of them yeah the mass of christ mlk and jesus christ are two pretty big figures
0: you don't have to explain who they are when you introduce them
1: right right Aaron Rodgers should not be comparing himself to any level of these two individuals, and he did it in back-to-back conversations. He did that today? So in the first uh, Pat McAfee interview. That's the one I watched. He said, the great MLK said, you have a moral obligation to object to unjust rules and rules that made no sense. Don't quote Martin Luther
0: King Jr., When you're talking about scientific fact you know nothing about. And he was talking then about draconian, as he called it, practices of the NFL and how the procedures involved weren't there to keep people safe from COVID. He believed they were punishment for the quote-unquote unclean. And then
1: because he's so steadfast with his comment and his air quotes ignorance of 500 pages of his Aunt Karen's Facebook research. Right. He doubled down even harder and said he feels like he's being crucified.
0: That's a term that doesn't necessarily apply to anyone outside one guy. One guy. You think of one guy when you talk about being crucified, and it's not Aaron Rodgers. Vital, did you catch any of the Pat McAfee today, or did you see the highlights?
2: I just caught some of the highlights okay. of it, but I did hear that, that uh, what he was talking about there.
0: It's so infuriating to me. Just because...
1: Somebody got on the internet or got on the radio or got on TV and called you out on the things that you said. Not somebody, everybody. That hurt your feelings. That's not being crucified. Let's not compare
0: those two things together, please. The, fu- the part that's most difficult to me is how it all could have been avoided. If Aaron Rodgers in the first place would have said, hey, I understood the rules. Hey, I understood what I should be doing. Um, the team was not confused, but I'll be honest, I was misleading you media because I didn't want to be the face of this movement. My bad. If he just said that, the reaction to this, insanely different. He's like, look, man, all summer
1: I was trying to golf with Peyton Manning yep. and host Jeopardy uh-huh. and go on vacations with movie stars.
0: And I love taking and I coast. didn't
1: want to talk about this at all. Yes. that's Just say that. I'm in on that. That's honorable. But that's the truth, and that's hard to say.
0: But if what you end up saying is, uh, well, number one, I'm a victim. Number one, I'm a victim that suffered from cancel culture. Number one, I'm a victim that's now being championed by a group of people I don't associate with. Number one, and he just – everything's the biggest problem in the world to him. And here's the thing, you have no problems.
1: You know, when all the Kyrie stuff came out. (laughs) Yeah, familiar. We we blasted Kyrie. I'm still blasting Kyrie. But at least Kyrie – a certain shade of it owns to it. Yes. Not just cowards out and blames other people and then acts like he's the victim. At least he owns it, which is honorable, which is mostly honorable.
0: And let's say you have like a tough week, right? You get COVID, you miss a game. You might be back for the next game. You then go on Pat McAfee. And I'm going to say this because it's my opinion, make a fools of yourself. And then you spend all weekend watching your team get beat up and lose and you hear every pundit including like people who are super respected Tony Dungy you hear all these people just lambast you and if today in your regular spot on Pat McAfee you want to come on and apologize you say the things you're apologizing for just cuz your feelers
1: got hurt don't compare yourself to the murder of our Lord and Savior oh, Jesus Christ my gosh. that's a pretty that's a pretty thick line to jump over there Hey, where do you draw the line here? Comparing yourself to Christ? That's where I stop. What
0: are the Packers going to do?
1: Oh, you're going to throw him out there every Sunday. Because he's still a football
0: player. Yeah, he's still like the best the best quarterback in the league.
1: Of course they're going to keep throwing him out there. And he goes out. They're not bringing him back next year, though.
0: And he goes out there and says, hey, I know Sunday's for Jesus, but Sunday's for Aaron Rodgers now. It is now. Because there's a time, a couple times a year. He got
1: crucified on his bye week, and then rose seven days later to play the Lions. <laughs> it's
0: not falling on that one.
1: Yeah, I know. It's kind of a reach.
0: Yeah. The, the thing that gets me is every day of Aaron Rodgers' life since he was brought in the NFL. So when, what year was he drafted? 04, is that right? Mm-hmm. So every day, he's been one of the best in the world at that job. And there are some days when he is absolutely the best one in the entire world at that job
1: multiple mvps yeah super bowl uh-huh. a lot of playoff success wins a bunch of games you know what he doesn't do study internal
0: medicine no. that's a thing that he doesn't do you know what he does do <laughs> lie and we're in like a weird spot too with like alternative facts right i talk about this a lot where for years there was a generation of people you and i included i guess but primarily those the generation above us, where it was, don't trust the internet. Don't listen to the internet. Sure. Don't, strangers on the internet, don't do it. Yep. And then what happened roughly 10 years ago, 12 years ago, is the internet changed from strangers to people you know. Yeah. You put faces on Twitter accounts and Facebook accounts and MySpace accounts and Friendster accounts, and I can keep going. Sure. And now you're trusting your friends. You're not trusting strangers on the internet. But the thing is, your friends' opinions are from strangers on the Internet.
1: A- another problem with this, yes, you're 100% right. But you could believe anything because it's just right there. But it's from, it's from a familiar face, but it's, it's, so I trust it. They shared a, a very believable meme of this and linked it to an article I didn't read, so I better believe my dumbest aunt. Here's another problem with this. He's not a dumb guy. He kind of outed himself during this whole thing. Aaron Rodgers isn't a dumb guy. He never has been. He went to Berkeley. If he had to go to class, I'm assuming he did pretty good in those classes. He's been the smartest guy in the room for a long time. Everywhere he goes, he's the smartest guy in the room. He needs to get in better rooms.
0: The smartest guy in the room knows that, quote, I'm sorry you got offended is not an apology. Right. The smartest guy in the room can't be like, I'm immunized to apologies. Ah, very nice reference. Can't. Yeah. You know what it really is? Like, I'm sorry that you've caught me looking an idiot. I'm sorry that I'm now publicly known as a liar. I'm sorry that I have zero credibility in anything outside of this huddle.
1: If you think of Aaron Rodgers from now on, I mean, hey, sure, everyone loves a comeback story. Everyone loves a redemption story. The first thing out of your mouth is going to be, wow, what a player. Did you get to watch him play football? The next thing is going to be this.
0: Yeah, he's an idiot. This
1: is his legacy now. And and when I hear stuff like this, when you you quote fake articles, you quote fake studies, you propagate lies and, at best case scenario, half-truths about studies done in other countries, when you do that, all I see are two giant middle fingers – up to the families of people who died of COVID, like that's all you're doing is you're insulting these people and you're insulting the intelligence of people who know a lot more than you.
0: You always hear that conversation about like, like certain like Major League Baseball players, right? Like I was, I'm just pulling up a list here, and it's like Ty Cobb is the one where it's like Aaron Rodgers will make into the NFL Hall of Fame. Cool, sure. Ty first, Cobb, first ballot. Yeah, Ty Cobb is in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Yep. The second thing people always say about Ty Cobb is, jerk. Ty Cobb killed a guy. Yeah. Ty Ty Cobb was, like, openly and blatantly racist. And it's like, oh, yes, he's in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. That's that's the conversation that's going to be with Aaron Rodgers, where it's NFL Hall of Famer and COVID-denying lunatic. Sure. Cool. Cool legacy, dude. Like, keep it. Keep going with it. Vital, I know we need to take a break. We can do that. Um, whenever we get back, do you want to do Lobo's talk? I'm into that. Let's do that, Vital. So when we get back, I know Coach Gonzalez made some announcements today, and we'll make sure we're kind of touching base on what's going on with the football team. Obviously, the school and everyone in Albuquerque is transitioning into basketball, but we still got to put a bow on this football season. That's right. Dave and Busters presents the boys, and we are live we're in the Outpost Ice Arenas at the intersection of Tramway and Tramway. And Mike Vital is back home at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal.
1: There is a great possibility that he might, we might not see him again. So we evaluated every day, did not practice today, and we'll keep moving forward. It's obviously transformed to be a lot worse than what we had hoped. So
4: we're, we're practicing with the guys that are available. That's why we'll keep rolling.
0: That was Coach Gonzalez speaking on quarterback Terry Wilson. Um, Looks like he uh, might be out. Might be out for a while.
1: A while, if not the whole season, right?
0: It looks like it's going to be the whole season. That's not good. Vitaly, is there like official confirmation that it's the whole season?
2: Three games left. Uh, Yeah, I'm not really sure. I didn't hear the the whole exclusive that it's set in stone yet, but.
1: I, what I need is some some Isaiah Chavez news,
2: Martel.
0: Well,
1: you
2: hit I mean, me with he, some of
0: that. He's hurt though, right?
2: Yeah, he is, and I got an update on that if you want to hear. Oh please, yeah, pretty, please.
4: Isaiah will be fine for Saturday.
1: He looked a little better today. he wasn't a hundred percent by any means. But um he was able to run out there at practice and, and move around and then we limited his reps so that we don't get the swelling continued so that we can continue the rehab and do some of those strengthening things. But We'll have a better idea on Saturday. Well, really Thursday. Well, that's good. Still undefeated, as well, far no. as I'm concerned. No, no, he's not. He's <laughs> won. He's won every game that he started <sighs> and finished. And he's won. <laughs> and he won the first quarter last game. Is this when he got hurt? They were winning seven to nothing. This is everything. Ass. Everything after that doesn't count against his record.
0: This is Aaron Rodgers. So he's Rogers, still undefeated. Aaron Rodgers logic is Look, what you're doing. I
1: got five hundred pages of research <laughs> that shows that Isaiah Chavez is still undefeated. He is not.
0: He started a game, he they won lost the first that quarter. Game. That's but that's nothing. Oh it's not. That's a loss.
1: Well, he won the first quarter, is all I'm saying. It's true.
0: I'm gonna tell you why it's not true, because they lost.
1: Look, I talked to Joe Rogan, Okay. and Joe Rogan told me that if, you, <laughs> if, if you're ahead when you leave in the first quarter, you're still
0: undefeated. Against what? what? Like against quarters? Against all other logic. It's a bummer about Terry Wilson. It's a bummer that when Terry Wilson came in and made the immediate impact he did, that this Lobos team wasn't able to kind of maintain that. That's a bummer.
1: Yeah, I think there's some uh, wasted talent there, whether it was a scheme thing or the, the Lobos weren't playing as a cohesive unit to support his skill set. But, I mean, you got to chalk it up. Unfortunately, you have to chalk it up as a disappointment because he never played up to expectations. But the undefeated Isaiah Chavez did, though, so there's that.
0: The game this weekend is against Fresno State. That is at 5 p.m. You need your quarterback to be ready at that point. If it's Isaiah Chavez, it's a tall task against Fresno State. I mean, keep put some put some respect
1: on this man's name, Lobo legend, undefeated Isaiah no, Chavez. Again. So if Isaiah starts and plays all four quarters, it's going to be another win for the Lobos. If it's anybody
0: else, I don't like our chances. The squad has to find like that rally. Like, if you want wins, if you want wins against Fresno State or Boise State, which is an even taller task, sure. and then Utah State, which is by no means a walk in the park, although at home, the thing this team has to do is come together, what word do you want to use? Unitively? Unifyingly? I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but you have to. I think you just say come together. That's fine. But can they, can they produce after doing that is what I'm getting to? Because it should have been last weekend. Like when C.J. Montez comes in, like how do you not do that exact same rally but around him? And that's another
1: one that they should have won this year, that at the beginning of the year you look at that game, it's like this is a W, we just got to do what we do, execute our game plan, execute our game plan, and we got this. And
0: at the beginning of the year, UNLV's not on a 14-game skid. Right. Yeah, and whenever they do finally come up, 14 games in the L category, how is C.J. Montez not ready? Like, you're always a play away. It it, it just kind of, I don't know, scares me. Because you want to have that mindset where it's like Isaiah Chavez has been ready. Like He shows up every time. Every time. He rallies the troops every time. He's got to step in. He steps in. He plays big. Here's the thing. He gets hurt. How is that not communicated down? That, that quote-unquote next man up syndrome. How come that is not? like following that lead. Because skill set-wise, for real, is there that big of a drop between C.J. Montez and Isaiah Chavez? There's not. Some would say that
1: C.J. Montez is cut from a better cloth. But is there that big of a difference in athleticism and your skill set versus preparedness and leadership? Because it seems like preparedness and leadership, Isaiah Chavez is just through the roof. He rallies the troops. Everyone plays... They're hard out behind him, but if you got, if you like, showed me a C.J. Montez and showed me his stats, you showed me his combine numbers. I'd be like, okay, well, I mean, this is probably our guy, right? Yeah, looks the part.
0: Yeah. Didn't have it together this past weekend no, against a winless not. UNLV. So I'm in. I mean, it, bring back Isaiah Chavez, put him out there, let him battle. He's got some numbers that that show that he can play the game. But if the rest of the team is not around them, because I'm telling you, the rest of the – Bobby Cole and Dumas and these guys, you have to be around your quarterback in a way, and this offense for the Lobos, they want to hold the ball. They want to run the ball. I talk about this all the time. They're not going to air it out. No. No. That's not part
1: of the game plan. Don't turn it over. A successful run game will open up the play-action passing game for them. That's what they want.
0: You're the Kool Aid that is Isaiah Chavez, and I can be it with you. I can oh, drink it with I've been you.
1: just drinking it by the gallon.
0: But I didn't see enough life in everyone else after he went out. It was like, it was almost like the Justice League lost Superman. Just pulled the air out of him. Yes. Yeah. The outpost is starting to fill up. There are well, there's dozens of fans constantly kind of like working. Walking the concourses, we were just one hours away from the pup drop of U.S. Women Olympic hockey taking on the Ice Wolves. It was a big win for the Ice Wolves yesterday in exhibition play. But I'm looking for this women's team to really put the hammer down.
1: They're going to put it on them tonight. That's how
0: I feel. Yeah. It was – you ever seen the movie Rounders? Sure. Very similar. Give them the first one, make them think they got a chance, and then just drop it, super drop it. We're having a lot of fun out here doing this. Again, J.J. Buck will join us at 6.15 as we will preview the Lady Lobos tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. There's some cool celebrity boxing news currently going on. We're going to jump into that in our next break. Vital, as you've been plugged into this Lobos talk all day long, um, at least from the listener, what is the vibe? Does Does the listener have an idea? Does the friend of the show believe that Lobos have a chance to even pull one W out? before the end of the year because i'm having a hard time seeing it
2: well it's a rebuild mode still and they're trying to get the kind of athletes that you need to get in there and uh there's a guy named martin our one of our listeners and he's got an answer for you
1: well how about that hello welcome to the show martin hey hey buddy. Oh, how's, somebody, how's going
5: hey how you guys doing i just heard you guys are talking about the Lobos' offense you know i'm a big global fan Huge usual fan of tickets season tickets and from what I could see, you know, they're all, their defense playing pretty good, but the offensive line just can't sustain anything with regards to blocking to open holes. They did this last game against UNLV a couple of long runs. They did real well on the first drive, but anytime Chavez or Montez went back, that that whole that pocket is collapsing on them, and they're getting they're running for their lives. Montez was running for his life, and unfortunately, Chavez got hurt, but. That's been going on for several games, except for against Wyoming, and um, I couldn't watch that one. But Chab Gonzalez was saying that, you know, Wyoming was just un- unprepared for what they were going to do. They, I guess, they thought they're going to run some sort of different offense. But like you know, against the Air Force and UNLV, the, the pocket's just collapsing. They're not able to get downfield to throw any any passes beyond ten yards because the quarterback's either running for his life or he's getting sacked. That's my this, take on it. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Well, the I'm, zone, not, I'm not a coach, just what I've seen.
0: The zone blitz is tough, and especially when you're a team who's like looking to run and establish the ball. Because if you have to do anything, that's not trying to get to second-level blocking like on that big Bobby Cole run. Right. Like, if you're trying to do anything that's not that, the zone blitz is so insanely hard. That's why people, like we'll use the NFL example, a lot of individual teams have gotten away from the cover two. They got away from the four six, and it's all about that zone blitz. And if you can expose those holes in the offensive line, which apparently has happened to the Lobos, then you 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 literally play in a fifty fifty chance. If it's a pass play, we're going to have an opportunity here. Now, if it's a run, you're going to give up some yardage, and that's what's happened. The Lobos are able to to get a bunch on the on the ground, and then whenever it comes to those key downs and passing downs. You're not in a position where you're able to block against the zone blitz. Let's grab a break. Good call. Good analysis. I just get fired up with this Lobos it. thing. Because I'm i like you, man, where I'm level enough to be like, I know it's a rebuild, and I know three years from now we're going to be hosting the show, and we're going to have to talk about how the Whack is in trouble and, and the Lobos are going to do as they wish with everyone. But I just – I want W's now.
1: Like, I'm – It's hard to have that mindset, right? Yeah. You don't have that – that patience, that foresight. You watch the game, you're like, oh, if we would have done this, this, and this and this, yeah. We could have eked out a W. But those four things are what make you a next level football team.
0: My fandom is showing through. David Busters is presenting your boys. We are live from the outpost of Ice Arenas. Mike Vital is back at the Coldwell, or excuse me, the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by the Mexico Pinion Coffee and we're playing with Team I9. It's
2: ninety-five point nine FM AM six ten. D Sports Back live from the Outpost Ice Arenas at the intersection of Tramway and Tramway
0: as U.S. Women's Olympic Hockey is going to take on the Ice Wolves tonight. Puck drops at 6.30. If you don't have tickets, you don't get tickets uh, because this bad boy sold out. So the venue's filling up. Uh, A lot of fun here. Van has stepped away for one moment, and I will – be bringing you uh, the assistance of Mike Vitale, a little NBA update. Mike Vitale, did you see any of this NBA stuff last night, uh, specifically speaking about Miami and Denver deciding that they were just going to kill each other?
2: Yeah, that was, boy, that was Hack City last night. Oh, Oof, my God. That was um, rough basketball. So the big,
0: the highlight one, the billboard one is Jokic, right? So yeah. so Jokic uh, brings down a, I guess, a rebound, or it was a tough play under the basket, and uh, so he gets it. So he's coming down the court, and then uh, Markeith Morris, who plays for the Heat, who is—he's uh, good. He's a good ball player. Uh, he kind of gives him the body there in front of the logo, and and turns after the dead play because that's a foul. And then Jokic—I uh, mean, full arm, full forearm away from the body, just just as dirty and gross as you could possibly be with another human being with them unprepared. Uh, and just and just takes him to the court, and it was um, sickening is the word i 'm going to use, and i 'm not a guy who ever condones a violence right i 'm not a guy who says hey it 's okay to lay your hands on someone else because you 're angry that 's not how life works never ever are you going to be in a situation where you 're like, if I add violence to that that will that will help because it does not help it only harms, and it doesn 't just harm the person you're, you're committing that violence against, it harms, like, yourself. And now, Jokic, who's going to be up against it with the league, and I know he issued an apology, and he shouldn't have done it. And if you're seeing any of this Twitter stuff, you're seeing this social media battle, now just not between uh, Jokic and Morris, but, like, their siblings, like the people that surround them. And it's like this thing will only escalate to a level, and it escalated immediately after the game with my father, Jimmy Butler, literally leading the Heat to the locker room of the Nuggets in an effort to fight them, Michael. Because like, that was the solution by the the minds that are involved in this. Also, it looks like Marquise is going to be okay, which is a big deal.
2: The Morris, says, Morris brothers have a reputation for being dirty players, though, too. That's been around oh, yeah. the league for a couple of years. But he looked like he had intention to hurt Jokic.
0: Well, and, and Marquise, who you mentioned, plays with the Clippers. The – I, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you and say that Morris thought, hey, I'm going to do this dirty thing and I'm going to act real weird with it. And and then he got his from Jokic. By the way, Jokic, over seven foot tall. And I'm not a thing where it's, hey, you're able to move without consequence. But you know how it's so often like it's not the player who does it, it's the player who gets caught reacting? Because that's what this is. Because Morris right now is not going to look, Um, what's the word I want to say, Instigating, He's going to lurk as, as the victim in this situation. And Marquise, who is his brother, is all over social media. And just today, I don't know if you saw this, Michael. Just today, there's now a brand new Twitter handle called the Jokic Brothers, okay? And the Jokic Brothers are now in a, like, full-fledged Twitter. This thing will never stop. It'll never... Yeah, I saw it on social media. Oh, my gosh. Like... And it's not like the two guys can come together. It's not like Jokic and Morris can come together outside the eyes of others and, like, resolve this thing. It'll have to be resolved in a public forum. Because it's about, it's about, like, a weird pride or something, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. But the thing is that Jokic means more to the Nuggets than Morris does to his team. So it, I mean, that's, that's a Jokic means more
0: to, to the league.
2: Yeah, right. So... The, and, he like, he's
0: MVP last year. Yeah. Like, he's playing at a level thus far that blows that MVP from last year out of the sure water.
2: Sure does. He's been and on fire.
0: He needs a tri- – and this is going to sound – I'm old man slow right now. He needs protected in a way, Jokic does, that, like, the superstars of your league need protected. You are not allowed to, if you're, if you're Marcus or Markeith or or anyone, you're not allowed to put a hand on my guy because that's the league. Like, if if Jokic right now wanted to be the logo, you let him be the logo. And Jokic, who wasn't able to keep that calm, and that's hard too, but wasn't able to keep that calm, he's going to get what's coming to him. Because never, ever, and this is similar to Aaron Rodgers, are you able to set that example for your viewer, for your fan base, for passionate not just Nuggets fan, but basketball fan, as it's okay to just fight.
2: Yeah, I just don't like thuggery, especially if it involves – and and I don't blame Jokic for – retaliating because he he almost looked like he tried to – looking at the the, the video, he like, tried to take his knee out there when Jokic turned around. That's pretty bad. So that kind of thuggery I think has no place in the league, especially to one of the marquee players of the league.
0: Well, and, and I don't know what word to use because I don't think I like thuggery strongly. I mean, do you – I think I like dirty. How about cheap, cheap? Yeah, cheap. Yeah, dangerous. I think – like, give me a word that's not up for interpretation. You know what I mean? Like – like, if you say violent or if you say aggressive, I'm in on that. Because that's the actions that I saw. And on top of those actions, you have to, like, stay of that a cool. And that a cool, I mean, is Jokic. Like, he has to be able to not retort. He has to be able to keep it in. But then you have to have the faith in the league that the league is going to do something about it. Because what has the association done at this point to the Morris boys?
2: It's nothing, nothing right? Nothing. And they at least should be suspended, if anything you I mean, would think you're right. Jokic is big. He has to, he has to defend himself. That's not how saying I saying he was right either, but still, Oh, he absolutely
0: wasn't right. Like, cause you, you can't put yourself in a situation where you're like, I think my solution to this problem is violence,
2: right? You got to control the emotions. You
0: have to. And now he's going to be in a spot where never, he's going to lose money, which is a huge part of it. Um, but the, like, he's not going to get to play. And also the nuggets, by the way, if we're talking like about the team, like, Jamal Murray's hurt, right? Like, and I know he's not the name he should be currently, but Michael Porter Jr., who went to University of Missouri, he's hurt. And it's that Murray's, team is Murray's
2: not, not going to play until the next year in 2022. So you that's cannot lose hurt. your
0: best yeah. guy. And then, like I said, it's the public stuff. So whenever um, the brother, Marquise, whenever he starts going to social media and he says, hey, this is what it is, and I'm, I'm going to make a scene, and I'm going to blow it out of proportion, I'm going to do this thing. You can't come back from it. You can't walk back from that. Like, you're stuck. Like, you're stuck in a way to where you have to have, like, a showdown at, at high noon, right? Because you can't resolve this thing in, in the back office of an arena somewhere anymore. That's how I feel.
2: Yeah, that's true. They, they just need to stop mouthing off the Morris brothers.
0: Well, but again, Jokic is
2: not. Well, he's, he's not. not a, fr- he's not. A, he's not a saint in this whole thing either. No,
0: absolutely not. And then, like I said, for the Miami Heat, who literally marched down to the locker room of the Denver Nuggets as a team, ready to like to pull to pull him out of the locker room and tar and feather Jokic, which that was blocked by head coaching and security staffs. To me, just a ridiculous ideal that that you would think in that moment that your only option is violence. But I do understand. I do understand the frustration level. I do understand everything that got to the point. But I'm telling you, you have to have that level of control, and he has uh, to be protected.
2: But I mean, you know, Butler talks trash, but he doesn't go that extra that next level, which is well, he was ready. He likes he likes to bark, bark, and bite too, but not not to which this is. (laughs)
0: <laughs> My dad, Jimmy Butler, last night was taking all of his boys down to the locker room, and he was going to come even on this. I know Van's making his way back right now. Let's do this. Let's grab just a couple of minutes early on the break. Then when Van gets back, we'll get his kind of input on what's going on with the NBA and what's going on with Jokic and and the Morris brothers and everyone involved. Dave Busters presents the boys live from the Outpost Ice Arenas. Mike Vital is back at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back live from the outpost. Ice arenas at the intersection of Tramway and Tramway. Women's Olympic hockey taking on the Ice Wolves tonight. Puck drops, uh, what, like 45 minutes? 630. 630. Yeah, so 25 minutes is on the clock, and it's counting down as... Uh, players are starting to take the ice for both teams, and uh, lots of fans are piling in. So, I mean, this is the place to be tonight. Yeah,
1: filling up. It's a sellout crowd. They're not all here yet, but a lot of people are excited, as we are right next to the snack bar.
0: Yes. Well, and there's a fellowship. And people come straight here. And here's the thing that I guess I didn't realize about ice hockey is people aren't going to their seats early because it's cold in there. It's cold in there, Yeah, yes. so they're hanging out in the concourse.
1: And I wish they quit opening the door. Because there's a chill coming in.
0: Now, Van, you got distracted by Superfan during the last segment, which didn't allow you to come back in Yeah, time. it took me for a tour. Yeah. well, This place is amazing. Yeah. But now that you're back here, we were talking Jokic and and Morris with the Jokic-Morris feud, I guess I'm going to call it. And we were talking about how, number one, you can't meet any sort of, of obstacle or goings-ons in your life with violence. Can't do it. It's never going to help. And then on top of that, we talked about how, the NBA doesn't do enough to protect Jokic as the superstar that he is. And then lastly, how foolhardy it is for the Morris boys to take this beef, quote-unquote, to social media because now this cannot be settled in a private anything. It has to be, sh- it has to be shot out at high noon, right?
1: Yeah, you got to meet at the basketball court now, like the second school's out. Yes. And now you got to fight it out. Because you already called him out, so now you've got to finish it, right?
0: Well, and, and they weren't even ready to meet after school was my father, Jimmy Butler, and all of his boys down in Miami. They were ready to say something during the middle of social sciences through the hallway and come screaming through the door, books a-flying, and the world falling down.
1: Well, first off, they don't want Jokic one-on-one. No one does. They're going to have to go both Morrises on Jokic to make it a fair fight but to jokic's credit he did snap he did commit a very hard technical foul he deserves the fine he deserves you know missing a game or two jokic or morris jokic okay his him shoving him to the ground behind his back yeah that deserves the harshest punishment period
0: whatever the association says is the harshest punishment Like, the Players Association, I'm in.
1: But Jokic immediately owning up to it and saying it was a mistake, and saying that he snapped and saying it was out of character and apologizing immediately I think goes a long way. For him as a person of character, not like you can't just erase the incident. He needs to be punished for the incident because that has no place in sport.
0: Is there something to be said about – you know the Morrises and the way they play. Sure. You know the league doesn't do anything about it. Enough. You, they don't
1: do enough for sure. Thank
0: you. You know whenever Jokic took the court earlier in the night, that's a conversation in the locker room where it's like, hey, heads up. He know he can't stop you within the limits of the game, so he's going to play outside the limits of the game.
1: Right. He's got six fouls to give, and he's going to use all of yeah, them. Yeah, you're going
0: to catch all six of them. He's
1: going to use all of and them. And
0: the last one's going to be flagrant.
1: Yes. He's gonna, the last one's going to be definitely worth
0: it. But when you are the face of the league, and maybe not face of the league the way LeBron is, but face of the league skill-wise. He's a top five guy. He's a top one guy. You think he's that good?
1: You don't? His per last year, he led the league in per. He's going to this year. Which is basketball's war.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, is when you are that, you are not allowed to allow yourself to fail in this way. That just goes
1: along with the territory, right? Like, you know you're going to get beat up night in and night out. Yeah. That's why you get to be the guy. That's why you get to be the face of a franchise. That's why you're a top five guy in a league, because you take that pounding day in and day out, and you're still successful.
0: From the text, or the VIP text, or one Sebastian Noel, who the listener is so, the friend of the show is so very familiar with, he says, sign, (laughs) this is good, he says, sign Sebastian Telfair or Javarvis Crittenton, and they will help, quote-unquote, protect Jokic. Ah, yes. Yeah. Every team needs a Charles Oakley. So it's turning into hockey. Everyone yeah. needs an enforcer. need a Marty
1: McSorley out there. You just, like somebody right at the end of the bench. It's, give, some, give some hard fouls. You foul them, you bring him in, you get another hard foul back. It's a level. Hey, and without the rinky-dink fouls that the NBA's calling this year, all of those one legs sticking out, James Harden fouls. Now that the NBA's aren't call, not calling those every possession, you got some fouls to give this year. So you could throw around some of those hard fouls that used to go to James Harden's shin last year. Those were super soft. I'm glad they're gone.
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting change of the game. And if and I know a lot of people, especially like a friend of our show, they don't start watching the NBA till Christmas. And I get that. Sure. Hey, I get it. Get There's it. a lot going on. Also, I also don't want to hang out with my family at Christmas. I get it. Just turn the game on. With that said, WTS. The NBA's been so very good in these 10 games this season. Like there's some like New Orleans, they can't win one. Like Houston, they can't win one. Like they're
1: Welcome I, back Golden State.
0: Yeah. But it's a it's a thing right now where the association is again big surprise to no one. Yep. Better than it's ever been. Until you get stuff like this. Because you're not getting headlines everywhere that are like, hey, play is super competitive and scoring is up and the skill positions from all over the world are better than ever. USA Today is covering this. Of course they are. Because that's how, like, those that aren't fans of the NBA, that's how they want the NBA to be portrayed. They talk about this on Good Morning America. Right.
1: Nothing about the sport, nothing about the game. Somebody shoves somebody like that, and
0: they go flying into – and that wasn't like a flop either.
4: No,
1: like no. He really yeah, you, shoved them to
0: the ground. There's pain involved in that. But, again, if you're Jokic, if you're the NBA, you got to make sure there's an understanding between everyone involved that this does not happen. It just doesn't get to happen. You do better than this. Agree. Like, you have to use
1: this as like, okay, this is the yardstick going forward. This happens again. Okay, we're going to punish Jokic. Yeah. But not as bad as the next time it happens. Because the next time it happens, you better treat him like Aaron Rodgers and just crucify the guy.
0: I disagree with you a little bit where I say, you as best as you can just run him over. Like, you make, you're like, oh, that's our best player. We make the best example we can right now. Because that everyone knows that. To
1: ensure fairness across the league.
0: Yeah, have to. Let's grab a break. We are only 15 short minutes away from J.J. Buck joining us to preview the women's basketball game tonight, and we're very excited for that as the season opens for the Lady Lobos. Your boys are live from the Outpost Ice Arenas. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We are live from the Outpost Ice Arenas at the intersection of Tramway and Tramway as U.S. Women's Hockey is now taking the ice against the Ice Wolves, and everyone is out there laughing and playing a lot. Uh, We're having a lot of fun, a lot of fans in the building, a lot of friends of the show have come up to us and said hi and hello. So that's so very kind of you, hi and hello.
1: Both the Ice Wolves and the women's national team are on the ice right now. And honestly, this is too many people on the ice at once. That's what? It's a lot. It's a lot for me to take in. They're, yeah, we're gonna I'm pu- really excited for when the puck drops and there's not 120 people on the ice right now.
0: We're going to drop some social media posts here in a second. So check everything we're doing out at TalkABQ. And you'll be able to kind of get a vibe on what's going on here. But uh, I can say this sentence. Uh, there are Olympians underneath the roof here. I'll tell you what, man. Real talk.
3: Yeah. I
1: love the Ice Wolves jerseys. Yeah, they're fire. Super strong logo. Yep. But nothing as nice as this red, white, and blue.
0: Yeah, it's uh, looking the part, and it's the whole thing here. Uh, our friend Jason Thomas, the broadcaster for the Ice Wolves, is now settled into his position, and he's going to be bringing the action on New Mexico Sports Network. So that's 20.5 over the air, but I know it's also available on Comcast and, and kind of all those little deals. So check that out uh, if you want to catch – the broadcast live. It's going to be a good one here from the outpost. Uh, we talked about doing today's varsity. Today's varsity presented by I-9 Sports. Contact I-9 Sports at League Office 280 at I-9Sports.com. Today's I-9 Sports is the, uh, the varsity of Disney sports movies. Before we get to that, though, Van, you brought up a little celebrity boxing story with Frank Gore that I want to laugh about for a minute. Well, we could, we could hit this
1: harder when we got more time maybe a yeah. um, loyal listener calls in tomorrow and reminds us about this subject but this is the celebrity boxing i like yes when not they're like ex-athletes from another sport they're actual celebrities i don't want to see celebrities try to be a boxer and then fight a retired mma fighter who has a bunch of energies and he's 10 years older and 100 pounds lighter that's not celebrity boxing that's a waste of my time but if you're talking about these two athletes Fighting each other. This is a lot of fun.
0: So Frank Gore, who everyone knows from the U, the U. is apparently trying to do that thing where he's going to uh, get in on the game, like Nate Robinson style, right? So, but he wants to fight, I guess, like in the undercard against...
1: Yeah, it's at the next Jake Paul, right? The next... Yeah. So it's the getting, Jake it, Paul, I, Tommy I the, Fury. Am at the right
0: Paul here? Yes.
1: Okay, I got the right Paul. So the next Jake Paul fight, Frank Gore and Duron Williams are going right. to fight each other. I think that's sweet. I'd rather watch Frank Gore and Duron Williams than Jake Paul and whoever else it may be.
0: I just, I Frank Gore had that knee thing. He's like, he's low key the third leading rusher in NFL history. No one even knows about that. Hey, and Duron Williams does not want this fight to go late into the round because, as we all know. Frank Gore gets better with time. That's that's too good. Today's I nine varsity is the varsity of Disney sports movies. Okay, Van, you did not think there was that many Disney sports movies. That is correct. When well, I amid originally presented this to you, so when I,
1: I think of Disney sports movies. I think of Angels in the Outfield. Right, that mighty Ducks, it counts. But like. Remember the Titans? That was Disney. Miracle? That was Disney. Cool Runnings? Disney. Invisible? Disney. Like all of these adult sports movies, I had no clue that they were all Disney too.
0: Secretariat, Glory Road. There's a lot of them. I'm yes. gonna, yeah. I'm gonna start with my what might be my favorite of all time. Okay. The Sandlot. So the Sandlot. That to one's me, Disney too. Yes. Oh my God. That's what I'm telling you. I had no clue. It, but, but here's the thing: Disney owns everything now. Like, Disney's about to buy WWE.
1: Okay, well, that's a very good point. Did they retroactively buy these movies and put the name Disney on them? Or from the very beginning are these Disney movies?
0: Well, I mean. That's the question. I mean, I could find out about the Sandlot right now. All right, the first one on my list, I'm going to go
1: in reverse order. I'm going to give you my top one first. Remember the Titans. That's like a legit good movie. Not just a sports movie, not just a Disney movie not just a period piece it's like a legit good movie
0: there's something about denzel washington
1: because about denzel washington greatest actor ever <laughs> he's
0: that, so that, damn smart he's so damn clever <laughs> van and i went and saw froggy fresh here in town years ago and if you're not familiar with the rap comedic stylings of this froggy fresh please make the effort to uh, to look that up uh, you said that because we are at the outpost I'm going to say Miracle. Okay, strong word. Yeah, Miracle to me as far as Disney sports films because I do not have a gigantic passion for hockey like the people who surround us right now. What I do have is an appreciation for fine filmmaking and quotable lines. Like, they took the ring off my finger. And I've said that so many times in my life when referencing hockey as it's the one reference I have when it comes to hockey. So I'm going to go with Miracle. All right. The whole
1: Air Bud series. Okay. All of them. Okay. Okay, it's the exact opposite of Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans is a very good movie. Air Bud is just complete entertainment for the whole family. The dog plays basketball? What? Are you kidding me? There's a sequel. (laughs) He plays soccer? What? The dog
0: plays soccer? Sign me up. It's actually a really bad series. They're horrible. <laughs> they're but they're so entertaining. And they went through like 12 or 13 different Golden Retrievers throughout the course of it. It's not even the same dog. I gave you one good movie for
1: one good reason, and I'm going to give you a bad movie for a bad reason. Oh, okay, yeah. So you they jump ahead out. of me.
0: Jump ahead of me. Do two in a row. The, uh, the Rookie with Dennis Quaid. Have you seen The Rookie? Of course. Okay. First of all, it's three hours long, which is a little bit too That's a long. That's a little much. It's too much. But – I mean, it's a heart wrencher. And Densquaid looks like my dad, It's not Jimmy Butler, my actual
1: father. Okay, I'm gonna go for a, an unknown one here. Wait. You might, you might not think it's a sport. It's we're, it's the Iditarod. You know, like a, uh, dog racing in the snow, the Iditarod.
0: Okay. Goodwill, are you talking about? I'm talking about snow dogs. All right, no, I'm not familiar with that. But Cuba, Cuba Gooding
1: Jr., right? I mean, that's. The best thing Cuba Gooding Jr. has ever done was snow dogs.
0: Wasn't he in so Cool I think Runnings that's as a well? Piece,
1: piece de resistance.
0: Well, I was going to say Cool Runnings. Is that in the mix? Was he in that? I think he was in Cool Runnings. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, th- I don't even think that's the best. Was that. See, I think Disney bought Cool Runnings.
1: There's no piece of me that can remember Cool Runnings being a Disney movie. Do
0: you recognize Rookie of the Year as a Disney movie? I don't. See, that's what I'm saying. You. I think they retroactively went back and bought the rights to them. You are having Mandela effect. You could be right. You got the next one? You're going to go invincible because I'm going to take it if you don't.
1: I'm still, okay, go invincible.
0: All right. So I'm a big invincible fan as well because Mark Wahlberg had to do something to break kind of the persona that he could only play a possibly crooked, cro- crooked cop. Mark Wahlberg to me needed Invincible, and also I am a big, like gigantic Dick Vermeil fan. My favorite interview I've ever done might be Dick Vermeil, and Dick Vermeil is the story of Invincible. It's not about Pompeii or whatever this cat's name is. It's the story of Dick Vermeil. Macky Mac. It's about
1: Mackie Mac. Well, I
0: mean, it's not about Mackie
1: Mac. It's about Mackie Mac.
0: But that's to me. I got Invincible on the list.
1: Okay, I still don't believe Cool Running's a Disney movie. I'm
0: telling you, it's a
1: Disney movie. It's own, it's now owned by Disney, and it's on Disney+, Plus. but there's just some kind of block in my head that won't believe that it's, okay, fine, all right, I'll believe it. There's a picture of Cool Runnings it has got the word Disney on top of it. Yeah, it just it. Okay, it never seems mind. pretty legit. Okay, fine.
0: Also, they're known for loosely based true stories on Jamaica national bobsledding teams. That's a Disney theme. We're grabbing a break. Uh, I know we were going to effort J.J. Buck for a preview of the Lady Lobos tonight, but it looks like with technology, we might not be able to. Oh, my goodness. It looks like because we're both on Comrex, there's not a – Oh,
1: uh, we can't Comrex to Comrex. Yeah,
0: which, which I, that's what I heard at a young age. You can't you can't dock two ships. So and, that, he, and he
1: left his phone at the house too, apparently. Well,
0: right? you know how the pit is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to be able to hear a single thing in the pit. With a cell excellent, phone, excellent point. So, so we're gonna figure it out when we get back. We're gonna do an extra varsity. Dave if we don't get JJ. Dave and Buster's presents the boys as we're live from the Outpost Ice Arena. Mike Vital is at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we play on Team I Nine. It's ninety-five point nine FM, AM six ten D Sports Animal. We are back live from the Outpost Ice Arenas. We've had a lot of fun. Is it's just a packed house at this point, so everyone is out. They're excited for it. U.S. Women's Olympic Ice Hockey is taking the ice against the visit, or excuse me, against the home team, Ice Wolves. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Puck dropped six thirty. This bad boy is sold out, man.
1: It is sold out, and it has been sold out. I wonder how many people had to turn away at the front door.
0: The well, I don't have that answer.
1: We've been here doing a radio show. We wouldn't be able to. Say. I would have checked in on that otherwise.
0: From the texter. Yeah. Seriously, Fred, Morris is a dirty player. His actions were cheap bleep. Hey, chicken bleep is what that says. He's not a victim. He was the instigator that got one up. Jokic is seven foot tall, and what if he had, had been injured by Morris? Let sign, me,
1: sign sincerely, a Jokic
0: fan. Yeah. Well, but also let me say <laughs> that. It was both poor, poor behavior on both sides. Both sides. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that Morris is the victim. He's not the victim. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he is the instigator. But I'm saying that Jokic has to have a level of calm about him as a superstar in the NBA. Sure. So I, let me apologize. Let me apologize, listener. Because that's not what I was trying to say. What I was trying to say is it was disastrous all around. Everything about it. For sure. So I, my, And I'll text. I will text 505 and let them know. Fun facts. Yeah.
1: We're so close to the mountain right now. The Outpost Ice Arenas are 6,129 feet in the oh, air. Oh, who knew? How about that? Who knew? That's almost 1,000 feet higher than the middle of Albuquerque.
0: Due to technology, we were not able to connect with J.J. Buck to preview the women's game tonight, but the women are taking on Lamar tonight at the pit, and it's going to be a big one. Uh, home opener. I mean, this is the one. This Hedley is, Lamar? This? Nope, not correct. Oh. The women are forecasted to, uh, to finish very well in the conference, possibly second or first. Strong work. And the thing about being second is you could also call that position the Scotty Pippen. Oh, yes. Yes. The best number two in the history of all things is Scotty Pippen. And this morning, he went on SiriusXM and said, um, Hey, Michael Jordan, soft and the flu game soft. And I played many games of my career with ruptured discs in my back. How come there are no games known as the ruptured disc games?
1: Oh, does he need a wine again to wash down those French cries?
0: <laughs> it, can you imagine, though, being Scottie Pippen and literally being known for being number two? Yeah.
1: Who's, who's a softer number two? Scottie Pippen, are you after you've had too much Indian food? The
0: thing, well, I can handle, I can handle <laughs> Middle Eastern food. I mean, it's okay. not an issue. The thing with Scottie Pippen is for so much of his life, up until the Bulls, he was the guy. I mean, he was the guy in, in college. He was the guy when, when he got to the NBA. And then after Jordan, he led a lot of squads. And the thing with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen is, when they were playing together, it was, it was Jordan and Pippen. There was an and there. Right. He didn't feel like he was number two at that time. He's, they were he's a duo. What,
1: he's top what? Top 25 of all time? Uh, top 30. He's in the mix. You could, you could put him in that area easily without question. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with being the second best player on the best team in the history of basketball? What's wrong with being ranked in the 20s somewhere in the all-time top 50, the top 75 that just came out? There's nothing wrong with that. Right. You'll never be
0: Michael Jordan. Get over it, Scotty. Well, the breakup. It's the breakup that's the issue cuz you don't see cuz their relationship has vanished, right? Vanished. Right. And it's like one of those ones you didn't see coming. Like Bill and Melinda Gates. Like, like, did you see that one coming? No, because they did a million great things together. Uh, it's the same kind of idea. Like, if you find so much success together, what's the point in going separate? What's the point in going oppo?
1: If it wasn't for the foundation, I would not be able to conjure Bill Gates' wife's name. Melinda. Because you say Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, like, just one smooth sentence. If it was just, like, the Gates Foundation, I might not have never known.
0: Yeah, it's an and. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Sure. And the thing that's, like, so um, sad, if I'm going to use that verbiage, is it's only in the hindsight thing, right, where it's like Michael Jordan and his production company produces The Last Dance. Cool. Pippen feels like he gets slided in the broadcast. I guess cool. I don't know what other words
1: to use. Well, Jordan wasn't even on the team when he had the biggest insulting where he sat out for the
0: final play of the game. Right. And
2: then
0: whenever he – Whenever he, whenever he does do the, whenever he creates the broadcast, and Pittman's like, "I'm not the thing you say I am. I'm, I'm less than that. Like, or I'm more than that in life, but I'm not the way you portrayed me. That's the grossest part. To so like the relationship, it's not, you just consult him, consult right. him first.
1: And it's, it's up to the, the watcher of yeah. the documentary. It's not up to him how he's portrayed.
0: Right. Yeah. Joining us on the Kwanzato okay, Auto Care Hotline to wrap out this program because I believe he heard that J.J. wasn't available, star of TV and radio, KOB's very own Brandon Ortega. Brandon, welcome to the program. Pippin' to J.J.'s Jordan.
4: That's what I see. Yeah, say Julian and I are actually pulling up to the pit right now to watch the women's basketball game. Oh, Yeah, I'm, exci- hi, I'm excited Julian. for the TV myself.
0: There we go. <laughs> he says hi. You, uh, he's
4: he's scarfed. But
0: you are as excited for the women as anyone in town, Brandon. You Brandon, you still with us? Yeah, I got you. So you're as excited for this season, as not just as a professional, but as a fan. You're as excited for Ladies Lobos basketball more than maybe anyone except for J.J.
4: They're a really fun team to watch, first of all. I mean, they shoot lights out. Everyone on the court can shoot threes. Uh, everyone on the court plays with great energy in their starting lineup, uh, from Roswell native Jaden De La Serta to fellow senior Antonia Anderson, Shai Magruder. Latora Duff has looked really, really good. I mean, she she played lights out in her first year coming from junior college last year on a COVID season. She's had a proper off season, and her sister Latasia Let- Duff is the reigning newcomer of the year. Currently injured. I mean, they're a really fun team to watch, first of all, and then they're just they're first class people. So, yeah, the women's team is going to be great again.
1: When are we going to reunite the Duffs? When are both of them
4: going to get on the court at the same time? <clears throat> Mike Bradbury has the greatest poker face in uh, maybe all of women's college basketball. He refuses to give a timetable on that. Uh, just, I mean, honestly, it's, it's an injury. So it's, uh, it's one that's been significant through the offseason. So we don't know yet. Um, I think it won't be until come January at the earliest. That's speculation. On my part, there's no real merit to that. Um, yeah, it's a big loss because she was such. You know how we love unmerited
1: speculation on this show, Brandon. Well. So you mentioned Jaden uh, De La Serta, the sharpshooter. She has not only a chance to like do some big things this year for the Lobos, but maybe a conference player of the year, maybe first team all conference. Is that the vibe that everyone has with Jaden?
4: 100%. That's the expectation. She not only can shoot the lights out, she's one of the most energetic and great hustle players on this team. She she never takes a playoff. She's someone that is undersized and plays big. Um, yeah, she, she's a fantastic New Mexico native on this Lobos team. has has, for the last really three or four years, been the only New Mexico native until this year. They get DNA Cumber coming from Sandia High School, who Mike Radberry and the whole staff are so high on, and, and it's going to be a lo- really fun to watch her blossom as a, as a freshman. She's going to get tons of playing time as a freshman. Uh, but back to Jaden, yeah, absolutely a player of the year candidate, and uh, yeah, it all starts tonight.
0: Is a second place finish in the conference a disappointment for this team?
4: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they, they want, <laughs> excuse me, they not only want to repeat, uh, but they want to get it done in the co- conference tournament as well. It's all short in the conference tournament. If they can get Latesia back with a couple of months to get ready for that conference tournament run, it absolutely can happen, but it's also going to be predicated on how the freshmen come along. Your Vianney Cumber, your Paula Roos coming from Spain, who's looked really good in the preseason. Mackenzie Curtis coming from the San Diego area. There's, a, there's about six freshmen on this team who are, for the most part, this whole class is going to have a role, whether it's starting or coming off the bench so yeah that's the expectation and and they want to take it a step further beyond the regular season success they had last year
0: first 500 fans in attendance tonight get pom-poms did you get any (laughs) brandon did you get pom-poms
4: we're not in there yet we just pulled up so hopefully hopefully they got some left
0: i'm crossing my fingers for you brandon ortega thank you so very much for being a friend of the show love you guys Talk to you later. Thanks, buddy. Love you. Bye. Van, we are cutting it loose for Lady Lobos basketball, and you and I are going to watch some hockey. Any final words before before we call it? Hey, go women's national team. Let's put in some work today. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.